also to the listener if i if my microphone sounds weird if you hear some purring in the background if you <laughs> hear any weird noises it's because my cat won't leave me alone and He's... i love him too much to like <laughs> get him to stop it's really sad so... that they can't see what's going on and like so... he's just headbutting the microphone and rubbing is, his and bum I, everywhere. I have these little cute little clips on my microphone stand and he keeps knocking them off. Because of big old head. Ridiculous behavior, but we fi- right we're fine with it. Now. Yeah. It, just attach him fine. to him. Just give him the butterflies. That's a great idea. Let me do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's here. Might as well. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Blair. And I'm Kirsten, and we are Mediocre Content. And we, I think this is the last episode before the end of September. Are we going into October already? Oh, my God. Yes, we are. Uh, Super fun. Is it? It's kind of scary. (laughs) Mildly scary. Mildly. Well, it's just perfect for spooky season. (laughs) It is. It is. Also, to the listener, if I... If my microphone sounds weird, if you hear some purring in the background, if you <laughs> hear any weird noises, it's because my cat won't leave me alone. And He's... I love him too much to like <laughs> get him to stop. It's really sad so... that they can't see what's going on. And like, so... he's just headbutting the microphone and rubbing his and bum I... everywhere. I have these little cute little clips on my microphone stand and he keeps knocking them off. Because of big old head ridiculous behavior but we fi- right we're fine with it now. yeah it, just attach him fine. to him just give him the butterflies that's a great idea let me do that <laughs> yeah i mean he's here might as well give him a little butterfly but i hope i hope everybody's doing good um it, it's not should i say convenient to have a cat mm. in chat <laughs> but um that was a pun and I hope everybody it was it was a good pun I appreciated it I'm I'm glad oh oh, oh, he's so upset about it (laughs) (laughs) get this off of me mother (laughs) I did not consent that's what you get for being next to the microphone it looks so cute look at it 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 does kind of look cute (laughs) cats man Mm. we're not even talking about cats today in fact the good news has nothing to do with cats um it does not yeah should we disclaim really quick? Sure. Oh yeah, sure. We should we, we got to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So, <clears throat> before we get started, we are not experts on anything. If you have come to the podcast to get any kind of advice, we are not the place to get that info. Um, but we are the place to learn about things. And if you care about this topic today, you might learn some things and feel free to check our work because we don't research things as thoroughly as we should, but that's because we don't have time because we have jobs and, and cats and husbands and <laughs> Hence the mediocre lives. part of the yeah. name. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we, we keep it, we try to keep it, keep it real over here, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. So anyway, um, Kirsten, take it away with the good news. I'm going to try and manage this cat situation. Please do. Uh, I'm going to be managing a double dog situation. Um, we have two super cute news stories about some pretty amazing puppies. Uh, and the first one is super exciting for a couple of reasons. Number one, dogs. So whatever. Number two comes out of Portsmouth, Virginia. Huge shout out. Ooh, to I know where that is. Yeah. The ye old home state. And mm-hmm. The last thing is the dog's name is Moose. And if you don't know, I also have a personal Twitch account called She's the Moose. And that just really resonates with me. <laughs> so cute. So cute. Moose is such a cute dog name. Honestly. Did you, did you remember? I'm so sorry. It, at at Sweetbriar, the English teacher that had the Brindle dog named Moose. <gasps> yes. 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 What was his name? But I know, I know but exactly who him. you're talking about. Yes. Everyone thought he was. This is a huge shout out to all the Sweetbriar girls that thought he was hot. <laughs> that attended from 2012 to 2016. Yes. <laughs> and he was the English teacher. He was, a, I think, was he? I don't, I don't remember his name. 
I am so sorry. He was a great English teacher and I honestly had like had a lot of fun in that class. Doesn't matter. His dog's name was also Moose and he was a brindle dog and it was so cute. He looked like a Reese's cup. He did. It was, it was, it was very, very cute. cute. Anyway, this Moose dog. Overnight, Moose went from a foster dog looking for a new home to a hero. In Portsmouth, Virginia, the Portsmouth Humane Society has a program called Paws Around P-Town, which is such a cute name. That is Uh, a cute name. (laughs) That allows community members to take a dog out of the shelter for the day. In early August, Chris Kushna, Sheila Janes, and their family checked out Moose at Great Pyrenees. Shout out to Great Pyrenees. My mom has one. Hi, Bowie. And had so much fun that they kept him for a second night. Early the next morning, Moose began pacing and panting, waking up the kids who realized there was a fire on the houseboat next to theirs. And Oh, my the- God. I know. Uh, and the family and Moose escaped right before the flames reached their own houseboat, which is amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. The family says, we credit Moose for getting us out. Moose is living his best life. He truly deserves it. Um, unfortunately they couldn't keep moose but there was a family living nearby on a farm that heard about his heroics and like immediately adopted him so great news good all around for moose we love that good job moose he's a hero uh the second dog news a stray dog named scout escaped from a michigan shelter three times and always went to the same place the lobby of a long-term medical care residence down the street um there is an administrator of meadowbrook medical care facility named marna robertson and she said i'm a person who looks at outward signs and if it's meant to be it's meant to be the staff decided to adopt scout much to the to the delight of the residents To each and every one of them, it's their dogs, said the coordinator, Jenny Martinick. Scout enjoys going from room to room for treats and hugs, but also senses when people need comfort and has been with some residents during their final hours. Um, I think he knows that this is his home and he is all of ours, so that gives him a sense of security. And I think he just wants to protect that, said administrative assistant Rhonda Tomzak. And that's oh, just that's super so nice, super nice, but also super sad. So I'm so glad. Oh my gosh! I'm glad Scout is there to be with the residents there. That is that's so amazing. No, but that's like such a good idea to have it like is. a nursing home dog because they don't have to keep take care of it because they right. can't. But they still have like someone they can call their pet and they can come and like cuddle and you know all the pet yeah. things. I've also, there's a couple of programs I've heard about recently in different areas, one of which um, there were, was like a senior care facility that um, the residents could volunteer for uh, holding babies of um, mothers Mm. that were in like, like issuous care or maybe mm-hmm. the baby was surrendered or something so that they could bond with the baby and like the seniors could hold a baby which is so heartwarming that's um, so nice and also there was a local humane society that would bring animals in that were up for adoption to hang out with the residents and socialize with humans and in large groups so they got used to it but of course that's also super therapeutic for all the senior citizens at the home so definitely great programs so if your area doesn't have one of those maybe suggest it because it's beautiful beautiful and that's all i have for double dog news wonderful (laughs) wonderful Um, so what are we doing it's great so so what we're doing is (laughs) we're talking about convenience stores so fun um if you listen to the golf episode i think towards the end Philip, Kirsten, and I had a lovely conversation about Wawa and Bucky's and, or maybe even, maybe that was during the break. I don't think it was included in the episode, but we definitely oh. had a conversation about yeah. it. But then during the end of the episode, I mentioned to Philip that we might do the convenience store episode because he had Indeed. such a good idea. It is. And good so idea. that's what we're doing today. Amazing. How amazing. I'm ready. is ready. Yeah. So we're going to start with a brief history. Um, so as we all are familiar, um, especially if you live in the United States, uh, stores open 24 hours are not, 
outrageously common, but like everyone's heard of the 24 hour Walmart for sure. Um, but in addition to that, there's 24 hour convenience stores of the 152,794 shops listed by the National Association of Convenience Stores, which we'll get into in just a minute. Who knew that was 90 percent? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a thing. Um <laughs> 90% are around the clock operate are 90 around the clock operations. New York City alone houses upward 1500 independently run bodegas, which are very famous. Everyone mm-hmm. has their corner of bodega. Um mm-hmm. if you've never been in a bodega before, sometimes there's a cat there <laughs> and there's an Instagram called the Bodega Cats which and it's amazing. just all of the bodegas and the cats that live in them. Um but it's, you know, it's very popular. Yeah. Um, so Jeff Lennard, the vice president of the National Association of Convenience Stores, credits the Southland Iced Company with the birth of the modern convenience store. Hmm. In 1927, Uncle Johnny, aka Jefferson Green, ran the South the Southland Ice Dock in Oak Cliff, Dallas, where people would come to stock up on foot-long freezing blocks of ice um, that they carted home to refrigerate their food. This was before refrigerators, obviously. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Unlike the local grocery stores, the ice dock was already open 16 hours a day, seven days a week. So Jeez. he was like, why don't we just sell milk, bread, and eggs too? Why not? <laughs> yeah. The biggest why not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So the Southland Ice Company saw potential in Uncle Johnny's idea and merged the operations um, at various locations under the extended schedule of 7 a.m. to 11 p.m., bringing into the zeitgeist 7-Eleven. Nice. Yes, in 1946, to be specific. Perfect. That's a staple, honestly. Yes. It would take 36 years for the company to adopt the 24-hour model, and when it did, it was an accident. Following a football game (laughs) at the University of Texas, customers flooded the 7-Eleven in Austin. It couldn't couldn't close, notes the company's website. The store stayed open all night. So successful that was the inadvertent model that always open 7-Elevens began to crop up intentionally the first all-night outpost was in las vegas which is not surprising not at all this is the path to an all-night retail that is most clear-cut a series of happy accidents capitalized upon by one company but more 24-hour operations existed elsewhere before 7-elevens in las vegas in 1939 rose gold what a name I know. Uh, A 67 year old candy store owner in Brownsville, in the Brownsville neighborhood of Brooklyn, was arraigned for perjury and racketeering. The article on her arrest in the Brooklyn Daily Eagle described her store as ordinary looking. Her neighbors were surprised at her at her arrest. But when prompted, the owner of a nearby deli admitted, sure, they kept the place open all night. No one would have witnessed anything suspect. So I'm assuming she got caught because her candy store was open 24 hours. That would make the most sense to me. (laughs) Across the country, the Hollywood ranch market also had around the around the clock um, reputation. Even prior to 1952, its sign proclaimed we never close time magazine from and that's from a time magazine article from January of 1952. Good grief. Um, Quote. It has thrown the key away, employs three shifts to stay open 24 hours every day, including Sunday, which was unheard of at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it finds its stores almost as crowded as 3 a.m. at 3 a.m. as 3 p.m., which honestly, that's pretty impressive to have a bunch of people in there at 3 a.m. That is pretty impressive. What are they doing at 3 a.m.? <laughs> so this particular store in Hollywood, uh. um, apparently... If you weren't working, you would go to this particular convenience store at two in the morning because Marlon Brando and Harry Belafonte and other stars would take their wives there to avoid the movie star crowds at the grocery store. Fair. Okay. (laughs) But everybody knew this. So then they got, you know, crowded with a bunch of people anyway. Of course. Of course. Yeah. 
Cultural shifts occurring nationwide also bolstered the move toward 24-hour retail in a way that the activity on the coast could not sustain on its own. President Eisenhower signed the Federal Highway Act in 1956, authorizing the interstate highway system and 41,000 miles of new roads, all of which required round-the-clock fuel for both cars and their drivers. The Tonight Show with Steve Allen, this was before Johnny Carson, premiered in 1954, encouraging viewers to stay up past midnight. Americans were working later hours. Um, Leonard says that early 24-hour stores tended to open by um, open by places like factories and hospitals where shift work was becoming more common. And the same Time Magazine article noted speeding. The trend is the fact that the defense program drawing more and more wives into the labor force makes it harder for women to shop during the day. It's fair. That's fair. Yeah. There was no reversing this tide in 1972. Um, The Milwaukee Centennial took note of the uptick both in cities and suburbs. Nationwide, 4% of supermarkets with more than 500,000 in yearly business had switched to 24-hour schedules. Um, What kind of people shop at 3 a.m., the article asks. That's literally what I want to (laughs) know. Yeah. Store owners said that they get a cross-section People avoiding the late afternoon jam in the store and on the highways, families with a car available only for shopping at night, women whose husbands are home from work taking care of their children, and someone who needs milk or aspirin in an emergency, partygoers buying snacks sometimes several times during the night, men coming off late work shifts, and families that want their whole day free for recreation and even some insomniacs. Nice. Yeah. So that's a brief history. Nice. Um, what we're going to talk about now is the National Association of Convenience Stores. Because when I read that at the beginning, I was like, <laughs> I got to know more about this, this I organization. Mean, absolutely. The fact that it's even a thing is hilarious to me. <laughs> right. So it's located in Alexandria, Virginia. Oh. Yes. Really? Close to Washington. Keep that in mind. Mm. Um, The leading global trade association dedicated to advancing convenience and fuel retailing Mm. serves as a trusted advisor to over 1300 retailers and 1600 supplier members from more than 50 countries that's insane a member-driven organization the nacs is led by a 29 member board of directors comprised of convenience retailers of all sizes from all over the globe all over the globe? Oh, because it's national. Yes. Oh, it's my international. Gracious. Even it is. weirder. <laughs> yes. Yes. And keep in mind that it's interesting because when I was researching convenience stores and it's always tied in with like oil. Right. There's, it's almost like a prerequisite. Like you have to have a gas station as well as the convenience store, which yeah. we know that there are standalone convenience stores, but like nine times out of 10, there's usually oh. some kind of like gas pump. Right. Yep. yep. Wawa is notorious for uh, giving you non-gas pump store. <laughs> it's what right. drives me bananas. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I need both. Okay. So, yeah. So it's, interest that's the first like kind of like red flag almost for me i was kind of like this is this is interesting this is interesting so the nacs serves the convenience and fuel retailing industry by sharing ideas and insights in its award-winning publications including the nca nacs magazine and the convenience matters podcast not sponsored The Convenience Matters podcast (laughs) has 404 episodes and all the episodes are only like 20 minutes, maybe even a little bit more than 20 minutes long. The description of the pod says that the convenience stores sell 80% of America's fuel and make up for 4% of the total economy. I mean, at least in America, that makes so much sense considering how often we are in a car. Right. Yes. To do anything. Yes. Yeah. Right. So, um, let's see. <clears throat> so there are more than one million convenience stores across the globe. 
the United States alone, there's 150,000 uh, with which conduct 160 million transactions a day and have annual sales of more than 906 billion a day. Yeah. So that's no, that's annual. Well, I mean, annual like, sales, but, but 160 like 160 million. Uh huh. A day. Yeah. A That's day. insane. Um, the NACS plays a con- critical role in conducting an, a dynamic scan of global strategic industry issues and sharing insights across the country. It also provides the resources, education, and training necessary to help global convenience and fuel retailers prepare for the future. In the United States, the NACS communicates the convenience and fuel retailing industry's voice before Congress and federal government agencies on a multitude of issues from motor fuels to data security to taxes. The NACS also tells the industry's story to reporters and journalists across the country and develops videos showcasing retail innovation. I saw this, sort of. Okay. So not attributed to the NACS because I had no idea what that was until right now. Mm-hmm. They essentially, in terms of showcasing retail innovation, do this wildly in um, Japan with the cashierless convenience stores. Mm-hmm. Have you seen mm-hmm. those? Like the self. I have. It's crazy. They're really cool. It has to be them, right? It has to be. It has to be them because it's international. Right. So I think um, the vibe now, I'm not, I, it's not like on their website. They're like, we lobby the government, but like the vibe is we we lobby lobby the the government government (laughs) on behalf of the oil industries. Right. And also we have this vast network of people who own convenience stores, which are like huge corporations. Yeah, uh, in their own right, for sure. Considering yeah. how much yeah. they spend, how much they make a year. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. So interesting. I don't. That could be very true. Like I don't know the media that we're consuming may not be directly from the NACS, sure. but it could be put out there by the NACS, by, right? Like orchestrated. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Isn't it? So I mean, this is not a conspiracy theory podcast, but like <laughs> this. This is yeah. very interesting to me. Just like, yeah, because eighty percent of the oil sales goes through convenience stores. So this group has a lot of power in terms of like regulating, yeah, things for the retail stores. You know. To be fair, too, though, part of the issue is again just kind of. I mean, I know we harp on America, but we live here, so we know the struggle, right? But yeah, part of the issue is. We have to have things like this. It was built out of necessity, essentially. And it is still a functioning piece of society because of its necessity. Right. And to a point, that could be orchestrated, too. So, you know, you have a commute because that's how convenience stores make money. Because if you're not... Exactly. You're not stimulating the economy if you're not driving to work back and forth every day, Um and the resorts and vacation spots um, are far away from you in other states. So you have to drive right. or fly there. So that, again, promotes that. So, you know. Well, and public coming. transportation doesn't stop so you can get out and get a coffee. Correct. So, you, and, yeah. you know, and, you know, walkable communities are no help. Right. Either. So, you know, you know, yeah, big picture. Just thoughts. So, just yeah, thoughts. Just thoughts and feelings, man. Just <laughs> thoughts and feelings. Um, so anyway, I also was looking up, like, how do you become a member of this thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, so you can become a member as an individual. You can also become a member as like a retailer or a supplier. Oh, um, so for the individual, Hmm. um, it's called a friend of the NACS and what you do, um, is you don't have to pay any membership dues. The That's other crazy. ones for like retailer and supplier, you do have to pay membership dues. Mm. Um, and to become a friend, the benefits include right to vote for designated representatives 
on the NACS board of directors, complimentary subscription to the magazine, complimentary subscription to NACS daily, which I think is like a newsletter. There's a magazine. Yes. There's a magazine. They have like a whole like media department. Um, you receive an exclusive insight into what's happening in Washington, DC. Um, you can provide, they will provide you with quarterly reports about the efforts on the behalf of your industry and on developing issues relevant to your business. And we'll let you know about your opportunities to attend events where you can personally make your legislators aware of your concerns. Interesting. So this, I think, would be for somebody who like owns their own convenience store. Right. That would make sense to me. Um, the other thing is they have a... Dir- so I, I was like trying to see like who's in this group. But, like, if you're not a member, you can't see it. You have to, like, log in and everything. So, I, like, because you would think it would be, like, you know, Wawa. Right. um, You know, what, 7-Eleven, Walmart even, you know, like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and, or, and once you log in, I think it's, like, $500 to pay for the directory or something like that. Jeez. Yeah. kind of silly yeah and they have a bunch of like on the website there's a bunch of different um like educational tools that you can't access without like being a member but like there's newsletters and articles and like all kinds of stuff like that you can access you know it's so interesting that you said walmart because that made me think like Walmart and Stop and Shop, if you're near one of those, Kroger, they didn't start Mm -hmm. out as, quote, convenience, but now a lot of them, especially the Walmart markets and stuff, they have their own branded gas stations now. Right. So we're getting to that. We're getting to that. crazy because you don't even think about that, but it's true. They they orchestrated it. And there's there's all of these um, grocery stores that you can, if you pay for groceries in the store, then you get a discount on gas. Yes. Costco's gas is like notorious for mm-hmm. being super cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, Isn't that crazy? So anyway, yeah. yeah. So in the next half, we're going to go over some individual convenience stores. But I just thought that that was like interesting. You get a little bit of history, a little Heck bit yeah. of like the national convenience store landscape, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so that's the first half. We'll go to break. And then uh, we'll see you in the second half. How convenient. (laughs) Hello. This podcast is sponsored by The Tooth Fairy, Santa, The Easter Bunny, Dracula, The Keyboard Elves, Jack Frost, Bugs Bunny, Winnie the Pooh, Bigfoot, and The Loch Ness Monster. Thank you for your continued support. If you are interested in sponsoring mediocre content, please contact us by Owl or Seance. No, but really, though, you can contact us at MediocreContentPodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at MediocreSquawks, or Instagram at MediocreContentPodcast. Also, if you like these fake ads, or if you're sick of them and want real ads, rate us five stars wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. We're here at your convenience. (laughs) It's amazing how many convenience store puns you can make in one podcast. <laughs> and it's, it's simple. It's simple. I think we're on a roll, honestly. I think so, too. Okay. So, let me see. Yeah. I'm going to just pull up this link really quick. Okay. Muy bien. Okay. So. I found a list of all of the convenience stores and like ranked by how many stores there are and also like by sales in, in 2022. Perfect. So I, the list is put out by the convenience store and petroleum group. Um, And basically what that is, it seems like a convenience store info for convenience store bros is how it comes off. It's very much like, I think it's a media conglomerate because basically Uh, they're just like putting out like content about 
like they have a newsletter and another podcast and they've got like um, articles and they track like how each convenience store conglomerate is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and basically the list is CSPs, uh, convenience store and petroleum, uh, top 202 details, the largest chains in the convenience store industry. Um, Welcome to a deep dive into the C-Store landscape. And that's why I think it's bro-y because it's like C-Store. Like landscape. what the heck? Yeah, right. That's, Come on, guys. That's weird. I know convenience has a lot of syllables, but like C-Store? I mean, Jeez. you got to stay relevant. <laughs> I guess. So anyway. um, Basically, so this is, oh, again, this is... Re- some of the stores that were ranked by ca- store count and how it operated and how much it made as a franchise mm. as of 2022. Okay. So, numero uno on the list is 7-Eleven. Go figure. It is among the world's largest and most widely recognized and iconic retailers um, both inside and outside the convenience storage channel. Uh, 2022 was a quiet growth year for 7-Eleven. The previous year's $21 billion in acquisition of um, Marathon Petroleum. Um, Marathon Petroleum Speedway chain of nearly 3,900 stores. So 7-Eleven bought 3,900 mm-hmm. stores. Um and then laid off and then into 2022 in July they laid off 900 members of the corporate and support staffs tough year yeah yeah it 711 is based in Irving Texas it operates 1300 convenience stores in the United States and so I guess 9,500 of those 13,000 mm-hmm. are under the 7-Eleven banner. Okay. And then 3,800 are under the Speedway banner. Mm-hmm. Um, and 500 are under the Stripes flag, which is a different convenience store They're I've never related, heard of before. I guess. Yes. So 7-Eleven is the big one. Yeah. Um yeah. now I didn't we're not gonna go through the whole list because there's two hundred and two on the list, and that's like way too much, and we're not doing that. <laughs> so um I kind of went through and like looked at the ones that I had seen. Um and since you and I kind of like grew up in the same area, have traveled yeah. in similar places, I feel like these will resonate with you as well. Um if feel free after listening to this episode, (laughs) come to our live Twitch stream or comment Mm -hmm. on our Instagram, all of the lovely convenience stores that you hold near and dear to your heart. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So number nine is Wawa. Number 12 is Sheets, which has superior sandwiches to Wawa. But anyway, well, we'll hash that out in the discussion section. <laughs> okay. Um, 14 is Loves, which I included because it's like a well-known truck stop and you can take a shower there, which is cool. Nice. Um, 15 is Racetrack. 30 is Royal Farms. Uh-huh. 31, Giant Eagle Convenience Division. So Giant Eagle, I know because I lived in Pittsburgh. It's a grocery mm-hmm. store. Um, but it's interesting that a grocery store is included on this list because they do have gas stations. I could not find like Walmart or Costco or anything like that because I think it was under, it might be under some other kind of like corporation name. Oh, it could be. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of really obscure, like weird names on this particular list. Um, yeah. Some of which are only like oil companies, for example, mm-hmm. like Lee's Oil Company. And I'm like, I don't, that's not a convenience store. I don't know. So like 
I don't know. Yeah. It's weird that that's like how they decided to list it. Um, Or there was like a double listing of like Childers Oil Company as well, like slash double quick, which was like the the convenience store half of the oil company. So I don't really know. Yeah. It's weird. It was hard to tell like what some of these qualify as like independent convenience stores, I guess. I don't know. I mean, if it's like oil, my guess is that they they just that's the brand that owns it like the parent Mm -hmm. company it might be displayed as something else right exactly yeah yeah so anyway just a little caveat there um and then number 45 was shell nice um number 153 is bucky's which is very much a uh popular one on tiktok right now so it's great it's fantastic i it's very yeah. overwhelming yes mm-hmm. and there's not very many of them which is probably why they're 153 that's fair they are climbing higher though so just yes yes <laughs> just, they're having a moment they are having a moment i think it's part of their popularity honestly so it's, it's also an fun fact number 111 is 7 7-eleven hawaii which I'm like, mm-hmm. why wouldn't Hawaii be part of the regular 7-Eleven? Mm-hmm. But actually, the Hawaii 7-Elevens are not franchised by the United States conglomerate in Texas. They're an offshoot of Japan's franchise, which, which totally makes sense. Yeah. Well, yes, it is far superior. And it makes sense because Japan is, I don't know if it's closer to Hawaii, but it's definitely like, yeah, not. Could be. It's like kind of in the middle. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Ironic though. So yeah. Um, some other things that I noticed from this list is that the a lot of the companies use in as a word, like the letter in. Mm-hmm. So like grab in go. Yeah. So a lot of them use in as the preposition the. I also enjoy the ones that instead of like q-u-i-c-k it's k-w-i-k for quick like right they really yeah, thought exactly. they were ingenious yeah. <laughs> right. they really thought they were unique <laughs> yeah so fun little things like that um the other thing is i and maybe this is because we can discuss but all of these ones that i find familiar are from the east coast or i've seen mm-hmm. them on the east coast yeah I have not seen a like prominent convenience store chain on the West coast. And I know that I did get a Tesla before (laughs) when I moved here. So I'm not really frequenting the gas gas station market (laughs) Fair enough here, but I feel like if there was something like a Wawa or, you know, like a Royal farms or something like people would talk about it and, they don't (laughs) they don't so i don't know um that's a fair question maybe i can see like maybe they have like okay hold on all right all right let me take a look here so there's the 10 largest convenience stores in california based on location so remind me, are you near the top or the bottom of the state? Top. The top. Okay, so for you... Oh, wow. Okay, so ironically, there's supposed to be a 7-Eleven and a Circle K, which I also... Circle K is another one oh, that I've Circle seen K. a lot. Yeah, you're right. Um, you're right. Speedway, which is... uh, So Speedway is just like the S's that are all like mm-hmm. strung mm-hmm. together. Quick Stop is i think a kroger brand uh because it has like the it's like the kroger k it it has like the diamond with the primary colors in the in the corners okay you'd know it if you saw it i feel i would i would you're right you'd know it if you saw it um but those appear to be the main largest ones (laughs) for you apparently but the other one is like one i also have never heard of which is extra mile and kush tard which sounds like a slur 
and I don't like it that much. <laughs> Kushtard, really? You're right. Or maybe an insult. Oh, you're such a Kushtard. Like, yeah, what is weird. That? Maybe I'm just pronouncing it wrong. It's probably better than that. But either way, looks like 7-Eleven Speedway uh, are your main one. Circle K also. Circle K. Okay. Well, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I don't know either. I, yeah. I think then it's fair to say that East Coast has better convenience stores. Maybe. I wonder. I mean, there's lots of debate for that because of Texas and Bucky's. So. Yeah. Because the East Coast is just not like the only other one I've seen is in Tennessee and it's just being built. Bucky's. There's one in South Carolina. Yeah, it's still pretty south, though. I know, but that's East Coast. Yeah. But you know how, like, so, for example, the ones that I've seen physically have been, well, Tyler's seen the one in Texas, uh, Alabama, Tennessee, right? And then you said South Carolina. But it's not like I'm seeing them up in, like, North Carolina. Right. So this is my my criteria for... (laughs) Okay. If there's one <laughs> on a ocean bordering state girl on the east coast, <laughs> then it counts. It's That's what I'm math. going with. It's yeah, girl it's okay. girl math. <laughs> right. No, yeah, exactly. But they are climbing. And I think the more that they inhabit, like if they get to Tennessee, Kentucky's next, guaranteed. So I they've oh, just yeah. gotta shift slightly <laughs> east. Kentucky Buckies. <laughs> so fun to say oh my gosh kentucky you'd have to do it just for that i know <laughs> that's perfect i don't know mitch mcconnell may not have that nonsense over there <laughs> no bucky's here <laughs> mm. i'd be sad um so yeah with that let's let's discuss okay. what is your favorite what's your favorite convenience store what how what is your what do you like the best if you had to choose if I'm going on, I have two criteria. For yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So if I'm going on convenience, like literal, what is closest to me? Sure. I it would have to be either Wawa or Seasons. Seasons is a brand that we have here that is kind of like a scaled down Wawa, but Wawa okay. is most prevalent in terms of the larger ones here or yes. Royal Farms, but nobody goes there anyway. The second criteria is just preferential, and that is Sheets, which I do not get to go to very much. Yeah. But when I was a kid, we would drive to Tappahannock every now and then, and there was a Sheets there that had the best sub sandwiches. And that is literally the only thing I remember it for. It was fantastic. Mm. And those are the ones that I really prefer. Okay. Yeah. All right. So overall experience Sheets. Yeah. I would say. Okay. Bucky's is just too overwhelming. I agree. <laughs> Bucky's is in its whole other category. We're not For even real. considering them. Yeah. Honestly. Is it really convenient? Um, <laughs> I don't know. No, it's more no. for the spectacle. It's more Agreed. for the Instagram. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Bucky's is a destination. Bucky's is not a convenience store. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> um. So, okay. So I would say for my best overall experience, I'm going to have to go with Wawa, okay. I would have to say. And yeah. that is because, A, there always seems to be one when I need it. Exactly. Like there, that's what I'm like saying. Sheets, sheets always is always, around. yeah, Sheets is, is, yeah. is obscure to like the Western part of Virginia, I yep. feel. Yep. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so Wawa is like always there for me when that's I need true. it. Um, they have a good variety of foods. They do. Um, and it's not all crap. True. So that's nice. Um, and I think their gas is like reasonably priced. So, yeah, it's hard. It's hard for me to judge any of them on gas because yeah, I, I, like I need as a gas car driver personally, Mm -hmm. either way, I'm going to have to buy it. And I currently live on an Island. So the options quite limited. So yes, that's fair. in terms of prices, I couldn't really tell you, but I could agree on the food. Yeah. Part. Yeah. I think, well, and that's honestly, as a, pa- a professional passenger princess, yeah. um, I'm really only <laughs> rating these on like 
food and bathroom. Oh, that's oh, I was going to say the bathrooms are usually bathroom really clean. Bathroom in Wawa <laughs> is usually like pretty good. And there's multiple Ooh. stalls. So you're not like waiting for the bathroom key in this like random, you know, convenience store. 7-Eleven could never. 7-Eleven could never. Absolutely <laughs> not. Um, I will say, okay, so that's good. We have our overall picks, both Wawa. That's fair. All right. So best convenience store food item, and we can even divide this up into categories. So like okay. best entree mm. situation, you kind of already touched on this, uh, dessert and snack. Mm. You go first. Let me think about this. Okay. All right. So entree, I would say um, sheets has always come through for me in terms of like because they always have like hot food available Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. there have been many a drunk night where (laughs) I have gone to the sheets near my college Mm -hmm. and eaten hot food, including fries and tater tots and like all the things. Um, and since we did end up attending a school out in the middle of nowhere, sheets was like the one that always came through for me. So I'm going to say that. Uh, for my, like, so we would like, I would get, there's like burgers and like all mm-hmm. kinds of like things, anything off of that, like hot menu that you order off the little iPad thing. Right. Super good. Always came in clutch, like did the job. Very Fair. good. Um, for dessert, I'm going to have to go with the classic Slurpee. That's what uh, I was thinking. Yeah. Because it's timeless. It they is. always have you know, the flavors are touch and go, but Fair. like if you go into a Seven Eleven and the Slurpee machine is working mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, I'm going to get myself a little Slurpee because yeah. you have to, you have to, it was the treat growing up, honestly. Yep. And yeah, so you have to pick, you have to pick that. Yep. I think a close second would probably be those little, have you seen the for real like milkshake machine things? Those are pretty good too. Well, I think the last time I saw someone use one, it got stuck and I was turned off forever. (laughs) So I never got to eat one, but they, so growing up, they put in a Royal farms in our small little town. Nice. And it was like a game changer. Like everyone <laughs> loved the Royal Farms. It was nice. a huge deal. Like, and if you talk to my in-laws, they will say that Royal Farms has the best fried chicken ever. Yeah. And, yes. but like we would always go in there and I would either get like a Slurpee or I would get one of those like milkshake things and they're really good. Nice. Now, snack is very hard because there's so many yeah. different snacks. And this also kind of comes, touches on like the whole, what is my favorite junk food situation? Right. Yeah. That's why it's hard for me to think about it. Cause I'm like, yeah. well, technically I, these are just kind of my favorites anyway. And I would just grab them as a road snack, you know? So yes, I agree. So I think because like I can get Doritos and like chips and stuff right. from any like grocery store. So that doesn't right. count. I think, <laughs> I think what I would do because I've, I've only ever purchased combos from a gas station type thing on a right. road trip. Fair. So I think I would have to say the pizza flavored combos. Interesting. Would be my favorite convenience store snack. Cause I would say now I would get, <laughs> it's probably so gross to some people. So I apologize in advance, but specifically 7-Eleven with the roller taquitos or the fire chicken like things that were on the rollers that looked like hot dogs but were not yeah those were peak with nacho cheese and honestly that's Ugh. just kind of it's such a guilty pleasure but I honestly would eat them to this day <laughs> yeah they're probably I forgot awful, about the 7-Eleven taquitos though those are so good yeah, they are good and I agree with the Slurpee. I don't, I'm not really a big dessert fan. So that's kind of difficult. So I would say yeah. just a Slurpee. Yeah. But honestly, there is something about buying a convenience store Diet Coke that also just hits different. And I don't know mm. how to explain it. But something about 
like from the fountain or in a uh either in a honestly in a bottle. Either. okay because i think it's like you're imagine you're about to go on vacation right and you're like mm-hmm. oh we're on the road we need road snacks we need a road journey snack to join me on this yeah. experience and i pick out the diet coke and i pick out uh a bag of chips or bugles, if you will, so I can wear the fingernails. Mm. And that just slaps. I don't, it's like the joy of going on an adventure with your favorite snack. And I think honestly, that's what makes it taste better. (laughs) No, you're so right. You're so right. Oh my gosh. Well, and that's the other thing is like on a road trip, with your convenience store snacks, you can go out of your comfort zone. You can better, like, because they have all the individual flavors in an individual That's sizing. Right. So it gives you an excuse to like, try a soda you may never have had or That's try right. an energy drink you may never have had. Right. And it just like opens up all these different possibilities. These and stupid it's doors. A, <laughs> it's a 10 out of know. 10 experience. <laughs> yeah. It's so freaking true. <laughs> You're so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And now we're in road trip pod. (laughs) Road trip pod. I love road trips. Road trips are the best. I know Um, that uh, not everybody does. They're like, I could just fly there. And I'm like, yeah, but the experience of being on the road. The thing is, is I love being in the car. Yes. I, and I don't, honestly, I don't even mind driving. It's not like I have to be, you know, in the passenger seat. I love being, I love driving. I love being in the car. Yep. I um, there's just something about like the, it's like, it calms my anxiety knowing that we have, we're on the way, yes. but we haven't made it there. And I've had to deal with all the other things that happen when we're there. You yes. know, it's just like a fun little transition period. It is, it is yeah. because it's the stress of prepping. Then you get this lull before arrival, the stress of arrival and settling, and then the joy of just experiencing where you are. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the meaning I'm glad of we're life, on the same everyone. page about that. <laughs> I know. That's, that's the best. <laughs> it's uh, such a good experience, though. It is. Yeah. It's the best. Uh, I love <laughs> this vibes. for us. Okay, we're going to continue. <laughs> good this vibes is all the around. Best. <laughs> this is the best. Uh, okay. Um. So we've already kind of talked about the ideal convenience store. Experience. Yeah, we've cut. <laughs> so we we're nailed like way it. past that. Um. Okay, so would you rather go to a convenience store with ga- with a gas station or a grocery store with a gas station and why? The grocery stores, okay. I will say if you're looking to save money, the grocery store gas stations, to your point, often end up providing a point system for discounts, which is really nice. Yes. Most standalone gas stations do not do that with their convenience stores. I, I think there's like maybe nowadays there's like promotions or whatever. But realistically, if you're looking for gas specifically and you have one of their grocery membership cards or whatever they are, yeah, probably that. But I, we have so few to choose from on, in this particular place we just go to a gas station with like a standard convenience gas station yeah. situation because we don't have the stop and shop. They have one and our BJ's doesn't have one. So it's kind of like, you know, you don't have so a follow up question. Yeah. When you go to the convenience store for gas, do you always are you like one of those people who has to go in every single time and like no. look at all the things or do you just get your gas and leave? We just get our gas and leave. The only time yeah. that we physically go in is if we're going on a road trip. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same. Um yeah. I would say like both things serve different purposes, oh, right? right? Like if yeah. you need to get your groceries and get gas, like why right. not? Um and then obviously there's like the incentive depending on um if they provide points or you know if you have a Costco or BJ's membership or like whatever right. it is. Um I would say, though, I think I would rather go to a convenience store gas station because Mm -hmm. 
depending on the parking lot situation, true, the grocery store parking lot can be Ugh, lit and it right. is, and you have to wait in line to like get your gas. Yep. Depending. I mean, if you're going on like a Tuesday in the morning, then you probably <laughs> won't have any problems. But like yeah. n- most people go get their groceries and everything like on the weekends when they have time. Yeah. I would also so, say like convenience yeah. store gas stations are sometimes larger. So they have more room for you to be. Exactly. Because that's their sole purpose is exactly. like the gas station. Yeah. 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 I agree. I feel like. I feel like the only reason we even have an opinion about this is because we live in America. <laughs> I know. This is know. pretty deep for a convenience store episode. But I think, again, because it's so ingrained in our culture, because it has to be, it serves such a big, high density right. purpose. Like, it makes right. sense to have opinions about it. Well, and yeah, that is yeah. interesting. Yeah. Like, when I was over in um, Germany and, like, Europe, I barely saw a gas station. Well, and that's the other thing, because similarly, like those videos about Japan and like their amazing 7-Elevens, it's not like they're accompanied by gas stations. They're literally just storefronts with groceries and snacks and foods and things like that, because they walk everywhere for the most part. Yeah. So it wouldn't make sense to have them connected in that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Mm -hmm. There are actually like where I, where my parents live now, Mm -hmm. um, there are two 7-Elevens that are standalone that I can actually, that I wow. can recall. Really? Yeah. And so their sole purpose is just for the convenience store thing. There's no gas huh. or anything. Like I said, yeah. Wawa is notorious for that. I hate going on a road trip and it's like, oh, Wawa, a mile and a half. And it's just the convenience store. And I'm like, I've needed gas for 300 miles. <laughs> <laughs> it's been 84 years. <laughs> <laughs> so true. I also love, this is such an aside, but I feel like it's related all the same. The thing that I love about the Northeast is the fact that they have service plazas on the highway that oh yes you you know Mm -hmm. because sometimes what happens is when you pull off the road or something you've got like a mile and a half for food and a mile and a half Mm -hmm. for gas in the opposite directions but what the Mm -hmm. northeast figured out is hey people need both of these at the same time on the highway so they just genuinely put them together on the side of the highway and now you can solve both things and go to the bathroom (laughs) which is another big thing so (laughs) yes it is very convenient and I do you're talking about i specifically i don't know specifically i recognize them from the pennsylvania turnpike yeah so they Um, have them like new jersey pennsylvania mm -hmm. new york even um and they're all the way up through like 95 and 278 287 sorry Mm -hmm. um and they just have them all the way along because that makes sense yeah (laughs) i when i was driving back and forth from virginia to pittsburgh Mm -hmm. i would um stop in West Virginia and get my gas because the gas on the turnpike was so expensive. It is very expensive. It, it is. <laughs> because that's yeah. the only place you can get gas. So they know that you can like hike it up. Um yep. so I would try to avoid that as best yeah. I could. But I definitely like if I needed to yeah. stop, I would stop and you know yeah. it was nice to have a bathroom and like a non-sketchy place to eat and yes. you know and you're surrounded by convenient. other people. So mm-hmm. you're not mm-hmm. just in Podunk, wherever. I will say if you are traveling through New Jersey and you're driving, just note you cannot pump your own gas. Do not yes. get out of your car. They they have literal licenses for it. <laughs> I can I I'm gonna tell of you. Of course story. you can. Yes, please. All right. <laughs> See <So>. railing. <laughs> Shout out to Caroline Shepherd. Um <laughs> we <laughs> um Let's see. I had graduated college and was living in Pittsburgh and I convinced Caroline to come and live with me as well. So we're living close together. We weren't living to like in the same building, Mm -hmm. but we were living like close. And she was like, Hey, do you want to go to this K-pop concert in New York in Brooklyn or in Brooklyn? And I'm like, sure. Why not? And this (laughs) was the first one we ever went to. And she was like, great, it's on this day. And I'm like, great, sounds good. I actually have to move out the, <laughs> the day after the concert. So like, perfect. she was like, that's fine. We'll just drive to New York. 
we'll do the concert and then we'll drive home and then we'll be able to meet your parents in time to like pack up all your stuff and then move you out. It'll be great. It'll be fine. Easy. And I'm <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so we drive the like six hours from Pittsburgh to Brooklyn. Keep, we, keep that in mind, listener. Six hours <laughs> just to get like, one way <laughs> on this we journey. Park, we park our car in this like weird parking garage that was included with the tickets we bought parking with the tickets but it was very weird because they it was like one of those ones where you just drop your car off in the front with this weird guy and he like valet parks it for you because there's so many weird spots yeah yeah and so we 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 get rid of the car Shout out to my car, Janice, which was a Subaru Outback, <laughs> and the best car I've ever owned. Um, don't tell my Tesla. Um, and we walk to the concert. We do the concert. All that went well. We get the car back. And I am driving. It's like 11 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. I am driving through Midtown Manhattan mm-hmm. at 11 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. I almost get hit by like three cab drivers honestly that's normal in new york have a small (laughs) panic attack also normal (laughs) then continue on the highway out of new york get into new jersey realize i need gas Mm -hmm. pull into this random ass gas station with like nobody else around Mm -hmm. and there's a guy standing at the pump in new jersey And I'm like, who is this guy? I'm like, what's going on? Because I didn't know at the time. You're just stalking the gas station. That you have to like, you yeah. Yeah. So that you have to like, you can't pump your own gas in New Jersey. I thought it was like some kind of rumor or something. I didn't know that it was real. So true. And so this guy gets out, like, Mm -hmm. asks me to open the like flap thing. I get out of my car thinking that like I need I, like I didn't right. know what yeah. I, I just got on my car out of habit right right and I'm like oh thank you for pumping my gas um and he was like he was like yeah and I was like why why do you what? have to do why this and he was like oh because some someone caught a a gas station on fire one time and so mm-hmm. they made it a law in New Jersey yep. that you can't pump your own gas you can't be trusted to do it and I was like oh this is interesting <laughs> this okay is so and then, meanwhile it's like 1 a.m right yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> right this guy's like don't um, ask me stupid questions at 1 a.m. <laughs> right nobody else is around I'm yeah. nervous that something terrible is gonna happen Caroline's in the car yeah like just and then I'm like am this? I supposed to tip this guy like what's the <laughs> protocol for this right and so anyway Everything worked out. We, I got my gas. We paid for the gas, and then got back on mm-hmm. the turnpike towards Pittsburgh. Yeah. It's three a.m. I'm like falling asleep at the wheel. I'm like, of Caroline, course. you need to, you need to try and drive right. some. She, she, she takes over. We get back to Pittsburgh. We sleep for like two hours, and then my parents show up. Yeah, pack up all of my stuff, and then yeah. we drive all the way home to Virginia, which is hellish and such a stupid idea (laughs) between the two of you and caroline i said it i meant it i love you so much y'all are so dumb dumb (laughs) so dumb dumb asking this poor man at 1 a.m the laws of new jersey yes i mean he should know he that's his job (laughs) This, this whole existence at that gas station wow oh my god yeah and um and that's and that's my story honestly <laughs> full convenience <laughs> Somebody yeah pumping it for you tyler hates it he he's like i will not stop i hate it too new jersey i need i know yeah it's awful like i just need to be in control of my life like i can't <laughs> it doesn't bother me at all i don't have to that. get out i just open the oh, thing and they're like so hey much. how you doing and i'm like go i just just to fill her up <laughs> well yeah, I don't. I don't like it. I, I'm with Tyler on this one. Mm. Uh, well, I hope 
everyone else enjoyed the story. And I also hope everybody else enjoyed the convenience store episode. And like we've been saying this entire time, I would love to know, even if you're from, you know, not America, if you're from a different country and you have one of these convenience stores or your own convenience stores, even if they're not with gas, it's totally fine. You know, we'd love to know what your favorite is and like what your favorite yes. snack is and what your experience there is, because it's probably different across the board, I I think. Um, and you can do that by sending us an email at mediocrecontentpodcast@gmail.com. Um, you can also connect with us on Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitch. They're all at Mediocre Content Podcast. Um, there's tons of ways to connect, so do that. We're not on Twitter anymore or X or whatever, so don't don't come there. We're 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 not updating that. Uh, on Twitch, though, if you do want to come hang out with us live, it's 3 p.m. PST, 6 p.m. EST, or 11 p.m. BST. Any of those will do, um, just depending on what time zone you're in. And if you're in a different one, I don't know how to help you. And then uh, five stars all around, please. And thank you. You're so wonderful. Appreciate it. Five stars. <laughs> please. We really, we'll we'll yeah. see you guys next week. Thanks yeah. for listening to our thoughts and feelings about the convenience stores. And uh, we hope you have a good week. See y'all later. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you.